Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. Hello and welcome to season four of the Little By Podcast. This season was a bit delayed due to some big life changes. Uh, we opened our second stout wellness location in Roswell, Georgia in early January of 2022, and then welcomed our second baby girl into the world in early March of 2022. So it has been a busy few months. Uh, I feel like two should be my lucky number. We have two children under the age of two, two business locations all in 2022. Uh, so, so many twos. But uh, I really am looking forward to season four of the Little Buy podcast. And if you guys are new and have never listened to any of these uh, seasons, Little Buy is all about little by little, a little becomes a lot and some small changes and really kind of digging into research or root cause medicine and kind of highlighting some things that we can do to become the best version of ourselves. And so season four is really answering your questions. So periodically you will see me posting on different Instagram platforms, uh, what you guys want to learn more about. And so if you can send me your questions on any of the Instagram platforms that I help manage, that's at Dr. Kristen Oja at little by or at stat wellness, send me your questions and we'll dig into those. And each one of these episodes, I will be highlighting a research study or two. Uh, this season is all really short, single episodes. I will be the host and the speaker in all of them. And season five, will be bringing back in some interviews. But a lot of you told me you like the quick and dirty ones where we get into some different topics. So the first question, I really love this question. Uh, somebody messaged me on Instagram and said, I am eating really well. I've totally cleaned up my diet. I'm exercising and my insulin level is staying high please help. Uh, and this is so frustrating. And we actually see this a lot in practice. I will even have some patients that go to their primary care, or if they're a female, they're OBGYN, and they talk about these struggles they're having to lose weight. And at times they receive, uh, advice as far as eat less and exercise more. And for some people, this is what we need to do. We know a lot of Americans overeat. We live a sedentary lifestyle. Uh, you may have heard that sitting is the new smoking. We actually think that sedentary lifestyles are killing more Americans now than smoking cigarettes. So we do know this is true for some people, but not everybody. So of course I own stat wellness, which is a functional medicine practice. And so a lot of people come to us and they really want to live a healthy lifestyle. They are eating clean. They are exercising and they still struggle with weight or uh, blood sugar instability. So the person that reached out about this question, you are absolutely not alone. I get asked this and talk about this with my patients all the time. And sometimes we are the first people that have checked their blood sugar and checked their insulin in a three month average of blood sugar control called a hemoglobin A1C. So sometimes we are the first person to tell them, Hey, you're fat 
fasting glucose or blood sugar is elevated, or your insulin is a little bit suboptimal and they get really frustrated. And they're like, Chris and I am exercising and I'm eating well. And so I wanted to first kind of break down what is insulin, what is insulin resistance, and what are some things that impact our blood sugar besides diet and exercise, which are obviously key components. But I wanted to first break down insulin. So insulin is a hormone. It is made by our pancreas. Uh, it helps regulate our blood sugar. So what insulin does is it pushes blood sugar from our bloodstream into our cells to be used for energy. And glucose or sugar comes from the food we eat. So when we eat carbohydrates, when we eat sugar, our blood levels go up, but it also blood sugar is produced by our liver when we are fasting or if our blood sugar drops too low to kind of keep this, what we call homeostasis or balance. And blood sugar, when it remains elevated or when we become insulin resistant, it is a precursor to prediabetes and diabetes. So insulin resistance is basically when our cells are not responding as effectively to insulin. So what does our body have to do? It has to work harder to make more insulin. So our pancreas keeps producing insulin and insulin and insulin. And as long as our pancreas is able to keep making insulin, our blood sugar levels may look kind of normal, but over time, our pancreas gets tired and it can't keep overproducing this insulin. And so we're going to start to see prediabetes and diabetes. And it is estimated that one in three Americans have prediabetes. And I really believe even more have insulin resistance and have no idea. The majority of my patients come in and they have never had their fasting insulin level checked. And again, insulin, we are going to become insulin resistant even before our fasting glucose or prediabetes or diabetes. And we look at levels in functional medicine to always be optimal. And so the range for insulin through LabCorp is so high. They let you get up to almost 25 as a fasting insulin. And if you have not eaten in over eight hours, there is no reason your insulin should be above really in our world, 7.5. We like a nice and low insulin, somewhere between five and 7.5 in a fasting state. And so a lot of times you have to just do the research. You need to know what is your fasting glucose? What is your insulin? And what is your three-month average that hemoglobin A1C? Those are some really good basic places to start and really work with somebody that strives for optimal and disease prevention and not just normal. So hopefully that kind of addresses what is insulin, insulin resistance, and those are precursors insulin resistance is to prediabetes and diabetes. And so again, diet and exercise are some of the most foundational components for optimal blood sugar control, but they're not the only thing. So what are a few other things that impact our blood sugar control? So we'll kind of hit a few of these, and then I'll talk about two research uh, studies um, based on some of these things we're talking about. So inflammation is a, a huge one when it comes to blood sugar. So if our body is in a state of chronic low-grade inflammation, we are going to have higher blood sugar levels. There's research studies that have looked at TNF-alpha, C-reactive protein, interleutin-6, and found strong correlations with these inflammatory markers and diabetes. So we have to make sure we're keeping inflammation nice and low. 
We also know chronic stress is a big driver of elevated blood sugar. So maybe you are eating well and exercising. Maybe you're actually trying to eat too well and exercise a little bit too much and our body is under stress. That increases a hormone called cortisol, which is our stress hormone that increases blood sugar and in turn insulin. Also sleep disturbances. If you have insomnia, if you're not getting into deep sleep or REM sleep over time, we can see uh, more blood sugar issues. Magnesium deficiencies. And this is one that we're going to look at in research because magnesium is a key mineral. And it's estimated that over 90% of Americans have suboptimal magnesium levels. And magnesium, this really important mineral, is required for both glucose utilization and insulin signaling. So maybe you're eating well, maybe you're exercising, and your magnesium level is suboptimal. It's going to impact our blood sugar levels. Obesity is another huge thing. Not only does that drive inflammation, but it also, it's kind of this domino effect. The more fat cells we have, the more insulin resistant we become and the uh, worse we break down our carbohydrates and the more we gain weight. It's this vicious cycle. Microbiome issues, we're referring here to the gut bacteria. Uh, So we're actually finding that our gut bacteria and microbiome influences the way we break down carbohydrates and our metabolism. We know infections, chronic or acute infections can increase blood sugar. Uh, There are some studies that low potassium may even play a role. And there are certain medications. Maybe you're on different drugs like Seroquel or some of those other medications that can lead to elevated blood sugar. Heavy metals, uh, we look at certain things like arsenic, which is a very common heavy metal that we see because of rice and some plant-based protein powders that are high in arsenic. Uh, Actually, artificial sweetener. So even though you look at an artificial sweetener label and it's zero grams of sugar, there is some studies that that can impact our blood sugar and our insulin level levels over time. So maybe you are staying away from sugar, but you do Splenda and aspartame and um, all sorts of different artificial sweeteners. It could impact your blood sugar control. So those are a lot of different reasons outside of our diet and exercise that can influence our blood sugar control. And so magnesium, I really found this interesting um, just because, again, we see so many magnesium deficiencies at Stat Wellness, and we always check uh, intracellular magnesium. So we want to look at magnesium inside your red blood cells to see how our body is picking it up. And I can't tell you how many of my patients come back not only deficient, but also suboptimal. And so two studies that I wanted to look at that are both really new studies. One is from 2021 and one is from 2020. And so the first one is kind of um, a association between serum magnesium, which just means in the bloodstream, your magnesium levels and insulin resistance in women with polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS. And so this study was trying to see, is there a correlation between magnesium levels and blood sugar? And so they looked at over 1,000 women with PCOS, and they had them in a randomized controlled trial and cross-sectional analysis, which is a, a really pretty good level of research to see if there was a correlation. And the findings actually showed a significantly lower fasting glucose in women that had higher serum magnesium levels. So this one is just a big correlation, but there is a correlation between magnesium levels and blood sugar levels. Also testosterone actually uh, came back correlated to magnesium levels as well. So we can see here magnesium does play a role with blood sugar regulation. 
So I found that interesting. So if you have PCOS, get your magnesium level checked. That's a very natural, safe thing we can do that may help get better blood sugar control. The second study um, was they looked at the combined effects of magnesium and zinc in patients with type 2 diabetes and coronary heart disease. And so this study uh, was also a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trial, and they looked at 60 people suffering from congestive or coronary heart disease, sorry, not congestive heart failure, but coronary heart disease and type 2 diabetes. And they put them in two different groups. So they had 30 people in each group. Um, One group took 250 milligrams of magnesium plus 150 milligrams of zinc sulfate for 12 weeks. And they found that those in the magnesium and zinc group had significantly lower fasting blood sugar levels and insulin levels than the group that did not take the magnesium and the zinc. And they also found, surprisingly, that the group that took the magnesium and zinc actually had higher HDL or the healthy cholesterol than the group that did not, that placebo group. So it is really interesting that, you know, the first study found a correlation of blood magnesium levels and fasting glucose and testosterone levels in people with PCOS. And then the second study actually put people with diabetes and coronary heart disease on a magnesium and zinc supplement, and they actually found a reduction. And what's also interesting, and you know, it was kind of um, interesting to me that this study with the magnesium and zinc in the type 2 diabetic patients, they also looked at depression and anxiety, and they found that depression and anxiety were significantly reduced with magnesium and zinc than the placebo group based on two really good tests, Beck Depression Inventory Index and Beck uh, Anxiety Inventory Index. So... This is really interesting from a blood sugar standpoint, but also heart health, depression, anxiety. These minerals are so important for the way our body is designed to work. So for the person that asked, you know, you're exercising, you have made dietary changes and your blood sugar, your insulin is still elevated. It may not be that you need to exercise more and eat less. We may need to evaluate how is your inflammation? How is your stress? How's your sleep quality? How's your gut microbiome? How's your potassium level? Is there any heavy metals? Are you overdoing artificial sweeteners, any infections? And one of the big things is, We don't test all of these things on every patient that comes in the door. We spend an hour with you to uncover what are the potential things that are impacting your blood sugar. So we'll go back to your birth and see what variables are playing a role. And do we need to prioritize our stool test? Do we need to prioritize checking magnesium levels and our stress hormones and our inflammatory markers? We help break it down for you. And so we don't just run the same panels on every single person that walks through our door. So if you want to know blood sugar, because I really truly believe one of the best ways that we can help our patients is to better regulate their blood sugar. Not only will blood sugar swings impact your mood, your focus, your energy, but it impacts your weight, your heart health, your blood pressure, longevity, really risk of all cause mortality. So one of the best things we can do for our patients is help them regulate their blood sugar. And so we love 
digging into blood sugar control throughout the day. And we do this in a few different ways. Uh, but one of our favorite ways is really getting our patients a continuous glucose monitor. And this is a little device that goes in your arm and it stays there for two weeks and it checks your blood sugar every 15 minutes or whenever you scan it through Bluetooth and tells us what your blood sugar level is. So we can see how is your diet, the foods you're eating, how is that impacting your blood sugar? How is exercise, maybe cardio versus strength training? How is stress? Maybe you went into a stressful meeting, checked a stressful email. How did it impact your blood sugar? How is your sleep quality? The nights you get better sleep versus less sleep, how does it impact your fasting blood sugar? So we use these continuous glucose monitor, and I will put in the show notes, if you just want to buy a monitor and you want to look at the levels on your own, you can go on our website and buy a continuous glucose monitor. But you may be like a lot of our patients that want to understand uh, a little bit deeper of the variables that impact our blood sugar. And you may be a great candidate for our Stat Wellness Blood Sugar Boot Camp. We run this quarterly. So if you are interested, reach out to our staff at info at statwellness.com and we can put you on the list, let you know when the next boot camp is starting. But in this boot camp, it's a three-week program where you get webinars, you get a continuous glucose monitor, closed Facebook group, uh, lifestyle logs to help us uncover correlations in our blood sugar. So we are here for you, but I do not want you to think that if you are struggling with blood sugar issues or weight issues, that the solution is you need to eat less and exercise more. Again, sometimes it is, uh, but a lot of our patients, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're probably interested in your health and you're making some changes and you may not see the movement that you want to, whether it's through your labs, your energy, your weight, whatever it may be, uh, it may be time to pull in some of the pros. So if you guys are interested in functional medicine, remember Stat Wellness offers free 15-minute consults. Give us a call, hop on with one of our providers, whether you need a physical therapist, a diet a health coach, a functional medicine provider, we can get you scheduled for a 15 minute call and figure out how we can better help you. Uh, but it really is one of the best things we can do is help you regulate your blood sugar. So if you're making changes, not seeing improvements, your primary care is running these levels. Uh, the answer may not be that you need more medication or medication at all. It may be that we need to optimize your magnesium or focus in on your inflammation. So give us a call and uh, let us know how we can can help you. But thank you guys for tuning in to episode one of season four. And don't forget to shoot me questions that you want to hear on these uh, podcasts. I am here for you. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.